0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. Happy New Year, if I haven't had a chance to tell you that yet. Welcome to 2022. It's a new year and it's always a great opportunity to kind of take another look at our lives and our financial lives in particular with regard to the Wiser Financial Advisor. And last week we talked about New Year's Resolutions. And what we talked about is the ultimate success formula to getting what it is that we want. And we started with the fact that a lot of people have gotten far enough into the year that they've already given up on their New Year's resolutions, or it's possible they don't even remember what they set for their New Year's resolution. So it's important that we create some momentum going into the year. And one of my mentors, Nick Murray, said the right time to do the right thing is always now. And there are three financial decisions that we're going to talk about today to really kickstart your year, some things you might not have thought about for a while, and maybe you're not even aware of some of the things that could be tripping you up financially that would keep you from getting what it is that you want. That's my job as a financial planner, as a fiduciary, to look out for my clients. I care about my clients. I care about you, my listener, and I really care about the fact that you're taking the time, you're investing the time to really try to make your financial life better. Really, that's what this is all about, is really using wisdom, using people from the past, using experience. And I've been doing this 22 years now, and I've seen a lot of success and a lot of failure from different people, a lot of different stories, as you can imagine, thousands of different conversations that I've had with people over the years. So there are definitely some patterns and some things that I can share with you, things that tend to trip people up and keep people from getting what it is that they really want. I do want to step back just for a second and talk about that ultimate success formula, though. When we think about the stuff that we want, it's really not that complicated. I learned this from Tony Robbins, one of my mentors. The ultimate success formula is proven to be one of the most effective ways to getting what it is that you want and gain it quickly. So step number one is knowing your outcome. Clarity is power. Being very, very clear on what it is that you want, being specific, making sure that it has a time frame attached to it. And this could be applied to anywhere in your life, of course. It could be health, relationship, finances, anything like that. But ultimately, the ultimate success formula It starts with knowing your outcome. If you're not clear on what it is that you want, and I can tell you from 22 years of experience, most people are not clear when they first come to me. They are not clear what it is that they want, and that's just fine. It's better to just know that I don't know instead of being vague and just being one of those people that are unconsciously going through life and getting to retirement by accident. That's not a good way to go. So being very clear on what it is that you want and staying down with your certified financial planner and going through and making sure you're very, very clear on that. And of course, if you're married, then you want to make sure that you're on the same page with your spouse, even if you have to compromise. Step number two, ultimate success formula is getting yourself to take action. And oftentimes this is the trickiest one. It's not even just knowing what you want, but getting yourself to do something because it usually means that we're making some kind of a change. And sometimes change seems a lot worse than it actually is. But taking action right away means that you're taking action, you're making a decision, you're following through, and you and I don't make any kind of a change in our lives unless we have a strong enough reason why. So this is the point in time where you need to get really clear not only on what it is that you want, but getting really clear why you want that. Because if it's not strong enough, you and I aren't going to take any action on it. It's just not going to have enough juice in it for us to actually do something different than what we've always been doing. Step number three is to notice what you're getting from your actions. Having the sensory acuity to just understand what it is that I'm seeing here. Is this actually working for me or not? Is it actually getting me closer to where I want to go or no progress or actually going backwards? Being very clear on that. And oftentimes we don't know that without some help. And so again, that's why I have a job. (laughs) I've got a career. Financial advisors actually have a career that's built off of this, making sure that we're very clear on what you want, why you want it, and noticing if what we're doing is working or not. Number four is changing your approach. If you're not getting what it is that you want, If you fly from Denver to Hawaii, do they go there in one straight shot? No, they do not. They make all kinds of course corrections along the way, and ultimately, they land right on that airstrip in Hawaii. That is the ultimate success formula, and one that I highly recommend you think about as we're talking about what we're talking about today, because these items are pretty important. So speaking of resolutions, what I'm asking you to do today is at least consider that these would be three commitments, three changes, three things that you'd be thinking about making something happen today, actually taking action and doing something different, or maybe helping somebody else that you know that needs to hear this as well. As always, we want you to pass this along to your friends, your family. Today's episode is sponsored by Keystone Financial Services. Our mission is to bridge the gap between knowing and doing in the financial lives of our clients. And oftentimes that is the trickiest part is not just knowing what to do, because there's a million different pieces of information out there on the internet for free, but people just aren't doing it. The average person is not where they want to be financially. So our job is to provide unbiased advice and guidance. And we do that by being a fiduciary. We are fee only, an independent certified financial planner, Focusing exclusively on you and your family's needs, our goal is to replace uncertainty with confidence and clarity. Take the guesswork out of your financial future and contact us today at keystonefinancial.com. So, three commitments, three financial decisions to kickstart your year. Starting today, I know where all my money goes. Have you ever gotten to the end of the month or the quarter or the year and you wonder where all the money went? I have. I've had this happen. My wife and I oftentimes have asked that question in the past. And there are a lot of ways to keep track of where your money is going. But use technology. For goodness sake, use technology. There are so many great tools out there. If you are a client of Keystone Financial Services, you have access for free to the Wealth Management System, which actually will track your expenses and let you create categories. It'll show you how much money is coming in, going out to let you run reports. There's all kinds of great features there. Another the one outside of Keystone is Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar Program, and we actually provide that to all of our Keystone financial staff. It's a great program that actually does what it says. It allows you to track every dollar and make sure that you know where every dollar went during any given time. There are other free tools out there, but I do caution you. Many of these are marketing engines that are trying to sell you stuff, usually debt, credit cards, and mortgages. And you and I work too hard to let our money disappear. So make sure that you're using one of these tools and using it on a consistent basis. The nice thing about most of these is that once you set it up, it's kind of automated. It just kind of does its thing. And if you're keeping track of it, maybe 10, 15 minutes a week is probably all that you would need to do to actually get in. Change a couple of categories and see where the finances are for that particular week. And again, we work just too hard to have our money go away. Look at some of the categories. These are some of the things that my wife and I have found when we've gone through this exercise. A lot of times we let things be automated and we just kind of look at it from a high level standpoint. But sometimes we do the deep dive where we really go in and look at every single transaction. And you would be amazed, and I think you will be if you actually go through this process. Many of our clients have done this as well, and they always learn something from going through that. Not just how much money that they're spending, but there are many things that people find that they're not even sure what they are. There are things that show up in their debit card history or their checking account history and they don't even know what it is. And in fact, there are a lot of things that pop up that people don't even use anymore. My wife and I have found subscriptions that we don't use anymore, memberships, apps that you don't use anymore. Sometimes they go through your cell phone bill like your Apple or Verizon. Sometimes it goes through those other services, but it's important to know not only the amount of money that's being spent, for example, if Apple shows up on your your debit card statement or your checking account statement, it's interesting because that doesn't really tell you what that was. Maybe it was for the renewal of an app that you don't even use anymore or possibly, and this happens a lot, is it's pretty effective these days for services to offer their service for free or really cheap. And then the fee automatically goes up at some point or they start charging you because you forgot about it. You forgot to cancel it. So be aware of that that you really have to go through and not only understand how much money you're spending, where it's going, but also look at it from a granular standpoint. Take a look at what was that and is that something that I'm actually using anymore? Because oftentimes you are able to take some low-hanging fruit. In other words, find some things in there that you can kind of cut out without really impacting your day-to-day happiness. It's also a great way to catch identity theft. And you might note that when you have a debit card or a credit card or even a check-in account, there typically is pretty good protection from your bank or credit union if there was any kind of, say, fraud or identity theft. But there's usually some time limits on that. And if you're looking at things months down the road, they may not go back and refund that money. Sometimes it's as little as two days that you need to inform them to not have any kind of liability. So it's important to recognize that it's not possible to completely avoid identity theft. I know most people that I've talked to at one point or another have been victims, even if it's just that somebody had gotten a hold of their debit card number and started using the card for other stuff. It's important to recognize that if you catch it early, it's a lot easier to fix. When it comes to ID theft, it's something that we can actually get our hands on instead of having our credit ruined and taking months or even years. Years In some cases, that is one type of insurance I always recommend that people carry is some type of identity theft protection that actually has resolution services as part of it. Be aware of that. If you don't have that already, I highly recommend you go out there and take a look at a service that would offer that. I don't have any particular recommendation. LifeLock is an example of one, but there are many good services out there. So take a look at that. Number two, starting today, I'm going to swear off debt. And what we're not talking about here is mortgage debt. That's a little bit different. We put that in a different category simply because most people can't just go out and write a check for a house. You could wait an awful long time to build up savings to be able to purchase a house. We put that in a different category as well because generally speaking, real estate goes up in value over time. Of course, location, 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 but in general, real estate actually goes up in value over time. It tends to be a pretty good inflation hedge, so it's a little bit different than other types of debt. What we're talking about today is student loans, credit cards, personal loans, medical bills, the IRS, money you owe to a family member anybody else, anybody that you owe anything, in other words, that would be the debt we're talking about. So I'm recommending that you swear off debt. And if you have debt, use the debt snowball to get things paid off quickly. They've actually done numerous studies, numerous big institutions like Harvard have actually done studies on this and have found that the debt snowball is actually the fastest way to eliminate debt. And mathematically I get it. And some people say, no, I want to pay off the highest interest rate stuff first. Mathematically, you might be right, but studies have shown that the debt snowball actually gets people paid off faster. We're not going to do a deep dive on that today, but go back and listen to episode number two if you really want to drill down on the debt snowball and how that works. More or less, it means you pay off the smallest stuff first making a list of all the debts, smallest to largest, and attacking the smallest debt with all of your extra cash that you've got that month. This is about getting you out of debt and getting financially free, not necessarily saving interest, although there is a benefit to that. But the idea here is that you're getting financially free and freeing up cash flow. The statistics don't lie. If you use a credit card, understand that you're playing with fire. And I know that I could get into a big debate with everybody about this as far now I always pay off my credit card balance every month. I never pay interest. I never pay fees. There's no fee on the card, so there's no harm." Just understand, you can do whatever you want with your money. That's up to you. But the statistics don't lie. The banks aren't stupid. They sell you debt, and that's how they make money. That is how banks make money. So how do you think that they get their names on buildings and stadiums? It's kind of like gambling and expecting that you will always beat the house. And if you go to Vegas, it could be a fun experience, but just know going into that, that the house always wins, given enough time, even if you're very skilled at it and have great strategy. Statistically, they always win, and why they have these fancy casinos and all-you-can-eat buffets and things like that, right? That's not free. Uh, the house always wins over time. The reason why this is important, because I know a lot of you are saying right now, Josh, you're crazy. I'm not one of these people. You are one unexpected expense away from paying 20% plus interest on a credit card balance. And that's because of Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law informs us that if something can go wrong, it will. And for many of us, something else goes wrong after that. And then something, else goes wrong after that, and all of a sudden, the well-meaning points gatherer has credit card debt that they can't pay off, even if it's just for a month or two. When you're talking about that kind of an interest rate, that easily can negate any kind of benefit you were getting from miles, points. They also show that there are multitudes of miles and points that never even get claimed. So in a lot of cases, people think that they're benefiting and they don't actually end up benefiting. So it's again, it's your money. So you get to make your own decisions if you decide to use credit cards. Then that's up to you. Also, be aware that many of these award cards do have annual fees, or they might have instituted an annual fee. Maybe it was an introductory deal where there was no annual fee the first year. These things are sneaky. You really have to understand that sometimes they'll start throwing on an annual fee or some other type of fees in the future, or things that just make it more difficult to use the miles or use the points. So just be aware of what it is that you're doing. And at the end of the day, if you're spending a lot of time at this and worrying about it a lot, maybe. Maybe it's not even worth it. Your time and your just peace of mind of not having that debt might be worth just not using them at all. Maybe you'll be like a Dave Ramsey fan and cut up your credit cards and just go back to using a debit card or cash. Finally, one other item on this is that the liability protection is nearly always the same, whether you're using a debit card or a credit card. This used to be different, but these days, almost every institution will give you the same creditor protection on a debit card or a credit card. The key here, again, is making sure that you're letting them know very quickly if you think that you've been the identity theft victim that has charges on their credit card, or if your card gets stolen, it's very important to let them know right away. Almost every credit unit or bank is going to be very accommodative because they want to keep your business. So they have insurance for this. Believe me, their business model accounts for stuff that ends up happening. And every time that I've had this happen or had it happen with a client, they've gotten reimbursed. Don't let this happen. Don't be a victim I do recommend that you highly consider swearing off credit cards because in the end, for most people, it's just not worth it. And often is the case, people end up going backwards. One other note on this as well is that you might be saying, well, I've got a little bit different situation. I did the 0% same as cash deal at Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that. Josh, it's 0% for six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it is, to buy this washer and dryer or refrigerator or whatever it is. Shouldn't I just leave the money in the stock market and make money that way? And then I'm basically beating the bank. I, I think that's where all this kind of comes from, basically, is that people kind of like the idea that they're kind of beating the system. They're beating the bank. In the end, it, again, these institutions are not stupid. Murphy comes along at the end of the 18-month 0% introductory period on the Home Depot bill, and all. Of all of a sudden, the person can't pay off the balance like they thought they could. And again, only a couple of months interest at those rates could easily eat up any benefit that you would have gotten by getting that 0% rate. So enough of that. But number three, starting today, I'm going to take decisive, immediate action to make sure that my family is taken care of. So I'm finally going to get my estate documents done. And I say this because 70% of the U.S. population doesn't have estate documents. They don't even have a will, and a will is a basic letter to the judge, the court judge, in other words, that decides who's in charge of your stuff and how your things get administered. It also takes care of who's going to be the guardian of your minor children, which is pretty darn important. That's reason enough. If you've got minor children, very, very important that you've got a guardian named and maybe even a backup guardian named in your estate documents. This isn't that difficult, but a lot of people clearly haven't done it because I think in a lot of cases, when it comes to stuff like this, we try to make it bigger in our mind, maybe unintentionally than it actually is. You can knock out your estate documents in 30 minutes using some kind of an online service like LegalZoom.com. We don't have any sponsorship from LegalZoom.com, but we have had a lot of clients that have used it. That doesn't replace an attorney. This is not legal advice. That doesn't replace going to your attorney or sitting down with somebody. But with 70% of the U.S. population not having a will or estate documents, and the other 30%, I can tell you just from experience, that doesn't mean that those estate documents are current, as is often the case we'll find that estate documents are 10, 20, sometimes 30 years old, and they don't even know what they say anymore. And They go through it and they say, oh my gosh, this is so out of date. So it's really important to just get this done. And if you have to hit the easy button and use an online service like LegalZoom.com, that's great. And maybe you start there. Maybe it's your starting point because you can get these documents knocked out quickly. Make sure you follow the process. They have a whole process and they'll actually show you if you need to have a notary or a witness or something like after the fact. Of course, if you're a client of ours, we want to get copies of those documents. And we've had clients that have done this and then later on when they have the time or inclination to do it, they take those documents and they go to an attorney and have an attorney review those documents. And that's fine too. So just be aware of that, that it doesn't replace an attorney, but it might be the easy button that actually gets this done quickly. It just gets it in place so you know that your family is taken care of. If you haven't gotten this done, you need to do it and you need to do it now. You have to kind of go into the assumption that something's going to happen to you tomorrow. So when it comes to decisions, sometimes we find that people get started in this process and they get hung up on a question and they're not sure how to answer it. They're not sure how they want to decide on a certain thing. And so then they let the whole process get hung up. One of the best pieces of advice I got from an estate attorney that I worked with years ago is that when it comes to legal documents, estate documents, make a decision as if something's going to happen to you tomorrow. If you're under the gun and something has to happen, make a decision because you can always change it. If you're still alive tomorrow or next week or next month, you can change it. You can change it as often as you want to, but you need to have the documents in place because those are your instructions when you're not around. That's not just your will. That's also other legal documents like powers of attorney or a living will or medical directive. So it's important to have these in place. Make sure you go through the process. And again, if you need to do it quickly, if you need the easy button, just resolve here, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to get it done now. It doesn't need to be perfect to just get something in place and you can always change it down the road. So while we're on this one, if you aren't financially free, meaning that you have debt, a mortgage and not enough investments that would support you and your family for the rest of their lives, then you need life insurance and maybe a lot of it. We recommend that you buy term life insurance as opposed to cash value insurance like whole life or universal life. That's because it's a lot cheaper and you can get a lot more death benefit for the same money. So it's important that you recognize that life insurance is there basically just to fill that gap. You probably don't need it forever. Once you have all your debt paid off, the mortgages paid off, you've got enough investments piled up that you could basically just live on that for the rest of your life. And you probably don't need life insurance. Other coverage that you should make sure that you've at least considered. It, probably applies in your situation, but take a look. Health insurance, umbrella coverage, liability coverage, disability coverage, and long-term care insurance. This is a topic that we could spend hours on, but review your insurance coverage at least annually with your certified financial planner or your insurance agent, because this stuff is really important. And of course, things change over time, so we need to make sure that everything is covered if something were to happen. Your family is counting on you, and my family is counting on me, so we need to make sure that they're taken care of if we're not around imagine what would happen right now if you died, for example. Is your family taken care of? And is your stuff organized? Kind of put yourself in that place. And I don't want you to stay in that place because that means you're living in fear. But sometimes we've got to do that to ourselves just to get ourselves to take action and do something about it. The bottom line is that our lives don't go exactly like we think that they will. I've seen plenty of both types of situations when things are just a complete mess and people are trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how to make the finance his work. And I've seen other ones that have just been beautifully designed financial plans. People have been well taken care of and organized. And you know, the neat thing is I sit with these spouses or these kids and they say, you know what, Josh, I'm just so glad that they took care of me. I'm so glad that they just had things organized. This has been a really, really hard emotional process, but going through the business end of things and the financial end of things just has been not that hard because we did the work up front. And ideally, if they're working with us or another great certified financial planner, they've got the experience to go through this process with them. Tony Robbins once said, never leave the site of setting a goal without taking immediate action that will commit you and create momentum toward attainment." And it's important to be thinking about that now because it's very tempting to consume content like this and nod our heads and say, well, wow, that was really good. It's important to actually take action on it or it's meaningless. So take some immediate action today that might just be sending an email, maybe to my team and I, that's our job to look out for your best interest. And your family's best interest and to help you all get what you want. So if any of this is resonating with you, just send us an email, go out to our website, keystonefinancial.com. Again, that's what we want to be here for is to be a resource for you and to make sure that you're taken care of. If you are enjoying the Wiser Financial Advisor and finding what we talk about helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service. Any service that you are listening to this on, we're on there too. And tell others about us. Oftentimes, we're finding that clients will tell us that they passed on an episode to a family member, maybe one of their kids, maybe it's their parents, maybe it's their coworker. That's a great way to introduce them to us. It's also a great way to be able to help them along the way because we're getting that feedback. We just hit 4,500 downloads here recently. So thank you all for helping us build the Wiser Financial Advisor. It's really been a blessing to be able to do this and have this platform to be able to help people, not just our existing clients, but really to be able to get this message out there to a lot broader audience that really needs our help. And we know that because statistics don't lie. People are out there, they're financially struggling, and it's often because they just don't know what to do. They need somebody to be able to guide them and help them along the way. With that, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for your your support of the wiser financial advisor and keystone financial services have an outstanding week and god bless this episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax legal or accounting advice you should consult your own tax legal and accounting advisors investment advisory services offered through keystone financial services and sec registered investment advisor